That's the part. I love that. It's fantastic. We're going to be having new music for you soon. Going through ASCAP stuff. We're hitting the big time. It's an all-new wow. party. It's an all-new Loftus party, everybody. There, there's so much news. There's so much going on. There's such a, a a good vibration, if you will. I don't know. I'm very, I'm I'm trying desperately hard to be in a good mood. It's a, it's I'm fighting the end of a cold. We got the smoke from the fires blowing around, and uh, it's a lot. It's a lot. So we're gonna jump in. We're gonna tear through this show and and give you some <laughs> insights onto some of the madness that happened last week. We got Gypsy on the line. We got we got a we got a Liberty Gimlet joining us. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Fantastic. And Fantastic. I'm in Georgia, and I am so angry. I'm not in a good mood. Whoa, whoa! This is <laughs> this is odd. What what's going on in Georgia? Stacey Abrams will not concede. It's just stop, stop. It's over. You. I don't lost. care for her. I don't care for her. I don't either, and I didn't vote for her. And yes, I'm a white woman, and I'm not going to apologize. It had nothing to do with the patriarchy. It had to do with the fact that she's a socialist. It's it's uh, might as well we we might as well start with that, and then I gotta I gotta do a a deplorable comedy tour update. Uh, I want to get that in there. But this whole election thing, uh, Georgia. Uh, is uh, I just don't I, I I don't like her personality. Did you see where she uh, she she tried to get everybody to chant along when she came out? Because we because we will stand. We will stand. We will do it. We will do it. We are Georgia. We are Georgia. Say it with me. We are Georgia. It was like stop. No, that's stop creepy. Chanty chanty. Yeah, it was really creepy. creepy. You also have to remember I voted like two weeks ahead of election day during early voting. So then I just tuned it all out. Like, I didn't watch that, but I, I'm reading this story. She's trying to, oh, she's trying to run a, a an ad to raise money for the runoff that can't happen mathematically it, on TV the other day. The station said, no, no runoff has been announced. We're not running this ad. Um, Michael Avenatti, the creepy porn lawyer, is trying to raise money for her so she can file more lawsuits. She already filed one. Um yeah, it's just it's like you lost. Stop. Stop. Well, that that's not really the the big disconcerting one. The the big one is Broward County, right? That's oh the one God. that has everyone super concerned. And I'm sorry, I don't know the name of this lady. Doctor uh, Snipe, and I'm not even kidding. Doctor Snipe? I swear to God, it sounds like the villain in a James Bond movie. Is this? Wait a minute. Is this the is this the uh, older black lady? Yes. Doctor Snipe. Yes. That's hilarious. <laughs> How so did I not know that? I don't know. Voting for someone, Mister Potter. Are you? <laughs> I went with Professor Snape. <laughs> but what a what a crazy looking lady! I don't. I didn't want to make the joke on Twitter because I didn't want to get thrown off Twitter, uh, like my friend Roseanne. Uh, but seriously, the joke I wanted to do on Twitter, because she looks, listen, Dr. Snipe, Dr. Snipe going somewhere, Mr. Potter. <laughs> she looks like Lieutenant O'Hara's mom from uh, <laughs> from Star Trek, God. right? And the joke I wanted to make was, hey, 
if this bitch can't count, how she's how's she going to run a communications deck for the Starship Enterprise? See that? Sorry, I ripped it off by telling you her name. <laughs> no, it's great, Doctor Doctor Snipe. Here's to be re- well, it's wonderful Here's- that she's magic. She, I think, I think the Professor Snape analogy might be better because this. Uh, this wackadoodle, her hair is crazy. I can't, I can't look at the hair. I'm like, you got to do something about that. You got to do something about the hair. But she's just finding votes out of nowhere. Oh, we just uh, no, how they're many, on box trucks. Yeah, how how many do you need to win? You need seventy thousand. Okay, let me let me check got, over we here. Got that. We got look, that. I think I just found seventy two thousand. It's it's disgusting. It looks so hinky. And I guess they're mixing in votes that have already been counted with votes that haven't been counted. And that is uh, that is a jacked up situation. It is a jacked up situation. And you got some fake news riddled in there, too. Some oh, wonderful so fake news. There's so much fake news going on around all of this stuff. And, and not only that, folks, flashback, flashback, flashback. Ever heard the phrase hanging chads? Yeah. Those were in Broward County. Well, that's and and this is where the fake news comes in because everybody keeps mm-hmm. talking about Professor Snape uh, was a Bush impo- appointee, and uh, that is not true. What happened is the, the hanging Chad person, uh, I think they got let go. They they got uh, what's his person in there? Not Professor Snape, uh, but Professor Snape's old boss. That person was a Bush appointee. That person got fired. And instead of clearing the decks and just getting all new people, they just elevated everybody up one position. Right. So that's and, how that's and, how you get Professor Snape in there. But the, both of them have been both her predecessor and herself were elected. She took the position when when Bush fired her predecessor. Yeah. She has been reelected every several years since I think two thousand four. Because she's memorable. She's memorable. You don't you don't forget that face and you don't forget that hair. Uh, you you forget the name. <laughs> well, I I'm just sitting here going like, okay, Broward, I get it. You're trying to do your part. You really are. But how long do you want the rest of the country looking at you like you people are so incompetent you can't even find someone who can count? And and what is the deal? What did she get in trouble for in 2016? Destroying that was a, that was a, ballots that were part of a court case. <laughs> if it wasn't, if it wasn't our republic and our democracy, it would be hilarious. I know, but it's it like, are you hilarious. kidding me? Are you kidding me? And yeah. then uh, supposedly in that case, it was a dude who ran against, I can't remember his name right now, Debbie Wasserman Schultz. So this is part of Debbie Wasserman Schultz world. Do we need to really say too much more? Um, so the dude that ran against her sued the elections board in Broward County and had someone who made a statement under the penalty of perjury that said the election staff in Broward County was filling out paper ballots. Like oh. sitting there manually filling out ballots. Nobody ever heard about that. Nobody. There's a there's a lady who tweeted. She sent she since took the tweet down. She's an elected official and she's like, "Hey Twitter, we got a bunch of unsigned ballots here that are no good unless they're signed. But we can fix that. Reach <gasps> out to me at blah blah and and you're like, "Are you crazy? You just advertised for voter, for voter fraud." It's just it's a complete 
and total joke. People need to be fired. People need to be fired and replaced. It's I don't care. And then this whole thing, I, I love it when that well, we just want to count every vote. We just want to. Yeah, yeah, you, you do. Wanna count, so you want to like, count every vote, every vote, every vote that that that's on a piece of paper that may or may not be a dead person, may or may not be a legal citizen, may or may not even be eligible to vote in the county they tried to vote in. I mean, like Stacey Abrams. That was the that was the joke I was about to make. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. That was that was the punchline interruptus right there. Oh. I was I was oh. I was full throttle. <laughs> I was sorry. I was full throttle. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Stacey Abrams sued Doherty County, which went for Hillary Clinton like 60 percent to 30 percent for like 12 absentee ballots. <laughs> it's like. Okay, you just sued a county run by Democrats. Run by Democrats. It's a, it's a, it's a desperation move. I, I get, <sighs> I, I get really upset. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get emotionally like bent out of shape. But here, here, here's the wonderful thing. Here's the good news in all this. Marco Rubio uh, found his pair of cojones. Yeah, didn't it's he? Great, it's great to watch all these uh, right wingers wake up. And go, wow, this is crazy. It, it's it's, the, it's well, the the Lindsey Graham syndrome. It's you know, it's all trickle down from Donald Trump. It's like, wow, I, I guess if something egregious happens before my very eyes and I make a stink about it, uh, that's cool. Yes, it's very cool. It's yeah. very cool, Marco. Take a big a drink of water star. and have at it. Yeah, it's well, but wonderful. This is- this affects his life personally. In two years, he has to run for reelection in Florida, and somebody has to count the votes in Broward County. Well, yeah, old Marco better. <laughs> he might want to jump in and make sure that uh, Lieutenant O'Hara's mom has nothing to do with the process. Here's, a, but but I'm glad we brought up Debbie Wasserman Schultz oh. because, like, talk about the, the the not the queen of corruption, but definitely the princess of corruption. She's still an elected official, yeah. Oh yeah, they they reelected she's, her. Yeah, she's still she's still doing it. And then yeah. here's the thing, and I know you wrote a piece. Uh, about people being mad at Fox News. You wrote a piece uh, about people being angry because uh, I, I didn't get a chance to read it because I was a little, I was a little hurt. I was a little hurt, but uh, I'll get over it. I'll get over it. Uh, here's the thing w- w- with Fox News, and I want to, I want to discuss y- your article. It reminded me that I wanted to talk about this a couple of podcasts ago. I watch the Fox News. I watch the MSNBC. Occasionally, I'm on MSNBC. I'll let you guys know when that appearance shows comes up. But the other day, I'm it's like two weeks ago. I'm watching Fox, and it's like uh, like the Five or whatever. And flipping Donna Brazil is on there. Yeah, there's the reason to to boycott. If you want to get mad at Fox, get mad about that. I'm like, how how who who booked her? But and, that doesn't and, and make ever, me mad. It it infuriated me. It infuriated really? me. It, it, it doesn't. You got Donna Brazil who snuck the the questions to Hillary Clinton for a presidential debate. That is the height of what we do. Now everybody's mad at Trump. There's this big investigation, Russia collusion, Russia collusion. And when you have a woman like Donna Brazil who legit, legit is a threat to our democracy by trying to rig a presidential debate. And then you're like, welcome to Fox News? Are you crazy? If anybody is an outcast, if 
anybody is guilty of total and complete shenanigans, it's Donna Brazil. There is you cannot have her on as a pundit. She is not allowed to talk smack about anything. She is a, she is a, a non-citizen. It, dri- it, I it, swear it, it drove. I swear to God, I'll crazy. pistol whip the next guy that says shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> and here's another one. Here's another non-citizen. Uh, flipping Debbie Wasserman Schultz. That's you. You. You are not. You're not allowed to pontificate about anything. You she rigged really, it, sister. She really doesn't, though. Like you never see her on TV anymore. Well, that's because she's got good PR people, and yeah, I, I, I guarantee the television. She's just laying low. She's laying low, and then here comes Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi will be the snowplow, and she'll take all the heat. And then you'll get Donna Brazil, or, or, or rather Debbie Wasserman Schultz, on TV talking about it again. She'll she'll be she'll be back. She'll she's letting uh, someone else run uh, interference for. Her. Yeah, but as far as the Fox News news thing, Donna Brazil, like. In particular, aside, okay? Yeah. Um, Fox News, in August of this year, was again voted the most trusted U.S. media company out there. Um, Because what they do is they still allow Shep to do the news, right? Yeah. Uh, They allow Chris Wallace to be critical of some of the things Donald Trump does. They have Brett Baer, who is about the most fair and balanced journalist, one of them that's out there, right? Yes. Um, and what what people who are screaming boycott Fox News aren't understanding is that when they're watching Laura Ingram and when and and I don't have a personal issue with these people, but when they're it, we've talked about it a hundred times before, when they're watching Laura Ingram, when they're watching Sean Hannity, when they're watching Tucker Carlson, they're getting opinions, not news. Yeah, well, that's that's what we've been saying for like oh, for I'm the just, longest time on this show. I'm they, they just going to DVR Laura Ingram and Sean Hannity, and I'm never watching Fox again because they had the nerve to call the House for Democrats. Well, they were right. Uh, yeah, but was it was the issue that people thought they called it too early and that it would affect voter turnout in other states? Is that what people were up, upset about? The only place that the polls hadn't closed when they called it was the west coast and the west coast california oregon washington i mean either you're gonna go out and vote or you're not and to me if i was a republican sitting in california in a district that had a prayer of electing or re-electing a republican that would motivate me to get out of my seat oh crap they're gaining seats let me go help well, uh, I, I think they they realize that it affects people just the other way, that, that people get depressed and then they don't go vote. So, hey, if 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 it's but, a I mean, fact, I, if it's a fact, you can report a fact. So you can't be too mad at Fox News. was calling it, though. And I mean, they call presidential elections before California votes. Well, yeah, yeah. And they've they've changed that, though. They've they've had to because they realized that uh, what was the uh, election that it it legitimately affected? They could see they they called they called the presidential election early, uh, and then people on the West Coast just stopped turning out uh, to vote, and it it still could have changed the uh, the outcome of the election. Mm. Uh, that's what uh, that's what Carl Rove was saying the other day, uh, a long time ago. But uh, here's the here's here's why people get angry about Fox News. Uh, is is because they want that cheerleader. They want that cheerleader for the right. 
and I can understand their frustration. I can, I, I really can. But that's here's the it's it's actually the wonderful thing about having Fox News be you know the most fair and balanced. You're going to get people on the right who are upset with it. You're going to have people on the left who are upset with it. I saw a guy the other day. He's some kind of uh, psychologist on TV, and he's literally he was literally calling Fox News uh, propaganda and it's brainwashing and all this other uh, nonsense. I, I just I don't know when you have Martha McCallum and you have Brett Baer and you have Shep and you you have these other folks that are actually delivering the news like Fox and Friends is Fox's version of the freaking Today Show. It's not news. It's paper stories. I mean, it's just, but to me, the other thing that folks, folks miss, right? I don't just mock the New York Times. I read their articles because I need to know what the other side is saying. It's like what you were saying when you debated um, immigration. Yeah. We know what the legit questions are. We know they don't have an answer because we read their arguments and they're based on emotion. If you don't know what people like, God forbid, Juan uh, Juan Williams or Marie Harf, she's like, her voice just makes me go, "Eh." Um, but if we don't know what they're saying, we can't do the counter argument. Yeah, that is that wanna, is very if, correct. If you want to stay in in an echo chamber, that's fine. We lost the suburbs this election. Let's just go get our butts kicked the next time. No, no, we have to know what they're saying so we can counter it and we can do marketing better. Well, we can't. We can't. We should be. Uh, we can. We we should be able to, but uh, it is. I, I don't want to get. I don't want to get too depressed. But thank you for bringing up uh, Marie Harf because I I now have. I want I want Marie Harf and, and that Christian cinema girl to get into some kind of a I don't know a, a wrestling contest. <laughs> serious. They look they're gonna be sisters. <laughs> they have the same glasses, the same hair. Uh, but then that's Christian that's cinema why people, is terrifying. Uh, well, for for many different reasons. But he, this is why people get upset with Fox News is because what they want. What they desperately want Fox News to be is they want it to be MSNBC. They want it to be uh, The View. They want it to be nothing but uh, an exclusive cheerleader for the right. And when they have and when they have real debates and real news and conflicting uh, opinions, which is what real news is all about, uh, people get upset because there is a giant vacuum. There is a giant vacuum that everyone is just straight up ignoring, and that is how many people uh, are on the right, and 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 they have they have nothing. They have very limited entertainment options. They have very limited uh, options when it comes to news. Thank goodness uh, for uh, uh, One America News Network. I, I I wish those guys nothing but love. Uh, what's the other one? The uh, yeah, but I mean, okay, I have a problem. What's your problem? Don't put news in your brand because you're really like 24 hours worth of opinion. Well, this is what uh, this is what you and I have been saying for years. I I legit I legit. And and this is what you and I said a long, long time ago. There should be a banner. You you know, when they have those chirons underneath like CNN and MSNBC, Mm -hmm. there should literally be a big like colored banner that never Mm -hmm. leaves the screen. It says opinion 
Like yep. the whole thing, like in, in newspapers, you have an op-ed section and that's fine. However, that's not news. That's that's no. opinion. So no. uh, the same thing should should be true. If it's not news and it's opinion, you have to show it for for that giraffe necked freakazoid on MSNBC. Uh, that girl show, Rachel Maddow. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, opinion, opinion, she's opinion. Gonna have, she's going to have a nervous breakdown. I was making it, fun of her. I was. Well, wait, when is she going to have a nervous breakdown? When Mueller puts his report out and there's absolutely no evidence of collusion, she is going to lose her mind. She literally, according to media studies, has done more coverage about the non-existent Russia problem than any other opinion show. And when it comes back as a big old freaking goose egg, she might just melt in the studio. Well, I can tell you, here's my prediction right now. I'm just going to call it right now. Here's what's going to happen. The conspiracy theories will go on because now that uh, Jeff Sessions is out and you got Whitaker in there, the the conspiracy theory will be this. Uh, Whitaker put the, the screws to the Mueller report and they had to leave stuff out and Whitaker used his powers to and that's how the president skated. That's how he skated. That's so, how they're gonna. That's how they're gonna play that. So everybody missed it, is what you're saying. Everybody missed what? On election day, a Freedom of Information Act request was published by the folks over at Conservative Review under Mark Levin. That Freedom of Information Act request had a woman whose name escapes me right now, who worked for the State Department. She was the Department Deputy Assistant Undersecretary, blah, 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 whatever the title is, of Europe and Eurasia. She emailed a bunch of her colleagues a big, long freaking report and basically said that people who had been watching Russian activity online since 2014 took note of the fact that during the 2016 election, Russia attempted to amplify both the far right and the far left, up to and including being behind an initiative leading into the final election and trying to get the Electoral College not to vote for Donald Trump. You remember that video that, like, Martin Sheen and a bunch of other people were on do your job electors save our democracy I'm, that I'm missing that. some I'm missing some connective tissue okay so so Jeff Sessions is out Whitaker's in mm-hmm. and now what just girl's gonna lose her mind from from MSNBC right. because what I, we, what, what, I, what, what I don't get it there is information out there that shows us that assets and people at the State Department knew in December of 2016 that what the Russians were doing was not biased for Trump. Their, their, their motive was not to elect Trump. It was to cause dissension and conflict within the two factions, if you will, within the United States by doing things to both support Hillary and tear her down and support Donald Trump and tear him down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, that, that, that's out there now. That is publicly available information via FOIA. And not only that, the woman who wrote this email is one of the people that alerted Bruce Orr to the dossier. So she already knew the dossier was crap because she had all these other reports. Well, and not one, not one media outlet covered it. Not one, not even Fox. It's... Uh... <laughs> I think there's so many uh, – get ready for that shenanigans. There's so many shenanigans uh, going on <laughs> but at the Department of Justice. Our shenanigans are cheeky and fun. 
<laughs> there's there's so many shenanigans going on at the Department of Justice and in the FISA courts and in the in the FBI. Uh, I know. I want Whitaker to release all of it. I did a video a long time ago. Declassify everything. Declassify it all. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder why they're slow playing that. I've never been able to figure that out. I, I thought maybe, well, the, maybe they're waiting for the elections, but it seemed like it w- would be a good thing to to declassify in the weeks leading up to the midterms. Uh, however, uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I'm I I, I don't I'm not going to miss Jeff, Jeff Sessions at all. I will miss his delicious cookies. I want to spend some time talking what? about this. He looks like the Keebler Elf. That was the that was the lousy joke there. Uh, Jeff Sessions oh, and his okay. delicious. I- I'm like cookies. What? He, he legit. He legit looks like just like uh, what's his chick in Florida looks like O'Hara's mom. Jeff Sessions looks like the Keebler elf. We all know this. We all know this. <laughs> I want to talk about. I want to talk about Jim Acosta and and something oh that's my God, driving that me delicious. absolutely crazy. It was. It, it was. was it was. Now uh, here's some things. This is just me. I'm getting on my on my soapbox here because this whole thing where the video was faked. The video was faked. That that is still alive. That's still going. And this is the this is the power of the media. Uh, it was on uh, the media blah blah on Fox. It was on Sunday, you know, with Chris Wallace this morning. This whole the 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 video of and here's the here. Okay, I I gotta back up. I gotta back up. I gotta back up. Jim Acosta is a douche. That guy oh, is yeah. a total and complete douche. Oh, absolutely. He, he's not even a reporter. No. He's like the uh, a crappy de- mem- member of a debate club. He's he's not at, he's not even asking questions. No. He's challenging the president to a debate. You said right. this. It's not that. He's the worst. He's yeah. rude. He's obnoxious. The president answered like five questions in a row from this jackhole. Five. And then the dude goes to change the subject and talk about uh, it was it was caravan caravan caravan. Then uh, after five questions invasion. on, why would uh, you call it an invasion? Oh, he was arguing with him about that. Yeah, and then after like five questions on that, he starts to go into Russia, and Trump shuts it down. Okay, so then then we get did into see, the video. Did you see the best part? I'm 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 talking about the best part. Oh, okay. When uh, Jim Acosta karate chops that chick's hand. <laughs> He like karate chops her arm. He definitely uses his left hand to press her arm out of the way. Then realizing he's been a jerk, he then says, excuse me, ma'am, I'm trying to ask a question because he knows he did something that you're not supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Now, to all the total and complete jackhole douches who want to talk about the uh, the video being faked, they talk about it's a faked video, it's a faked video, like like the White House and, and Paul Joseph Watson from InfoWars <laughs> suddenly went over to Skywalker Ranch and hired the people who did Jurassic Park to create oh. an arm out of nothing. No, the guy Ow. put his arm on hers. Kaboom. The video was not sped up. It was not altered. What no. happens is when you download something like that and then as an editor you go in you they, what they did is they it's called you push in so you can highlight the motion of his arm when right. you do that and then you compress it into an mp4 file when you put it back you're going to have little variations and that's all from the video being compressed no one altered that video 
Uh, BuzzFeed knows that. Salon knows that. And they're all on record as, as saying our expert looked at it and the video was not being tampered with. However, the the media keeps going with this narrative of, well, that's a tampered video, tampered video. And no one pushes back except for poor Kellyanne Conway out there all by herself. And, and Sarah just, Sanders. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it, it was uh, so annoying. So annoying. And I would have Jim Acosta back. I, I, if I was the president, I would never stop messing with this guy. I would never stop. I'd go, you know what? My bad. You can, you can come back in. Here's your, here's your press badge. And then I would literally, I would call on him, have him stand up and start talking, and then go, you know what? I changed my mind. Have a seat. And then I'd call on somebody else. And answer their question. Then I'd come back to Acosta. Oh, Jim, Jim Acosta, CNN. And he'd stand up and I go, you know what? I changed my mind. Have a seat. And I would just have him stand up and sit down. I would be a, I would be the biggest dickhead to that guy. I would put him through the ringer. He is not a journalist. He is not a journalist. He's well, a he's, he's crappy member not. of a junior high debate club. Certainly not a reporter. I call Jim Acosta and the White House correspondent job the worst person job match in history because what what Jim Acosta actually wants to be is an opinion host like Sean Hannity for the left. Yes. That's what he wants to be. That's not what his job is. And it all could have been avoided instead of saying, you referred to these people, this caravan as, as an invasion. And why did you say that? It's not an invasion. They're hundreds of miles away. That doesn't have a question mark at the end. If he had no. said to President Trump, <laughs> um, at the nearing, nearing the midterms is your closing argument. You put out an ad depicting the migrant caravan that's coming up you know, through Mexico, do you feel that this message might have been off-putting to some voters? That's a question. It has a question mark at the end. Yeah. Because I don't care if it was off-putting to you, Jim Acosta. You are not the story. <laughs> and and here's the other annoying, uh, completely annoying thing. And this is just, we're just listing annoying things. And that's wonderful. I, I like, I like doing it. It's not like... And this is up to all those people in the media. And you, it's the Jim Acostas. It's the S.E. Cups. It's all of them. They're like, our job, our job is to ask hard questions. Our job is to question authority. Yes, it is. You self-centered, narcissistic losers. You geeky film school dropouts. You wannabe stand-up comics. You untalented piece of feces. You didn't ask hard questions for eight years. I went back. I looked at Acosta's resume and how he rose up through the ranks. He's just a loudmouth dick. That's it. Until he's confronted with Obama. Because you think, okay, well, this guy's bread and butter is he's like the annoying little creep. And, and he must have done something to Obama because he's just speaking truth to power and that's his job. He had like one little run in with Obama. And it was what Obama was talking about ISIS and, and Acosta bravely, bravely stood up to uh, uh, Obama and went, what are we going to get these sons of bitches? Wow, that's brave, Jim. That's brave. Now, when are we going to get what are we going to get these guys? There are some good people sitting in that press room, and I just want to give no, them there's a none. shout out. There's none. No, there is. There's none. There's none. There is. There's none. There's none. Stop talking. There's none. I'm not going to play this game. I'm not going to play this little, there's good people at the FBI. There's good people in journalism. There's good, no, 
Guess what? For this show, there's not. Katie Pavlich? She sucks. <laughs> no, she doesn't. I know, but I'm just going to stand up for myself. <laughs> and I don't need, you know, there's several people that I don't think suck. They actually, they actually ask questions that have a question mark at the end. And those questions can be tough. That's fine. But they have to have a question mark at the end and they can't be about you. It's all it's all like saying uh, the sky is blue. It's mm-hmm. all just a, a declaration of w- it's the it's I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the asses. I'm talking about the uh, oh, my gosh. And this is a great transition. There was that lady from uh, NPR who stood up in that press conference and she's like, you said nationalist which is a lot like nationalism, which is a lot like white nationalism. Uh, Are you, it's like, and, and I don't blame Trump at all. Here's a, listen, she's pretty much calling him a racist, and right. I love that he got offended. It was like, that's a racist question. How dare you do that? You offended me. That was the best response. You can't teach that. That's just normal. And yeah, sit down, sit down. I'm going to stand there and let you call me a racist? I'm offended by you. And so this this transitions to the next thing. Like, I got zero problem with Trump going on. He's a nationalist. It's the opposite of globalist. And if you can't get past that, if you've got to think that there's some hidden message, some dog whistle, some foghorn, blah, 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 you're it's madness. And so I want Trump to keep saying he's a nationalist. I really do just to drive them to drive them crazy. And it's gotten so bad now. Now you've got uh, what just dude, the, the French guy, Macron, oh, the guy God. who's still banging his middle school teacher. Oh, this guy, he, bet, he better pick a team. <laughs> Old Frenchy frog leg better pick a team. He, he's, he, he offended me the other day. He's like, uh, you know, Europe needs its own army. We need an army to protect ourselves from Russia. From China and from uh, the United States. Yeah, that, really, if that, I'm, worked, that worked really good at the woo. beginning of the 20th century, dude. You got uh, it yeah. all under control. I'm like, buddy, <laughs> you better get an army now. You, you better, better get one now. Mm-hmm. Because when you start ta- saying smack like that, whoo, it's on, Macron. You don't think we can whoop your butt, France? Are you serious? Like, <laughs> I was so deeply offended. And then... During uh, his ceremony uh, to commemorate the end of World War One, Macron in his speech, he's like this. The problem with saying you are a nationalist is like saying bad things about democracy. And I'm like, I will smack you upside the head. You you high school, you high school teacher banging spineless hunk of junk. Well, and then we have soy boy up in Canada who is no better. I'm not done with Macron. Oh, okay. I want to. I want to go after. I. I can't stand you know, that guy. He better learn how to France play ball. I wouldn't even visit France at this point. I would not take a vacation to the UK. My ancestors came from Ireland. I would love to go to Ireland. I won't go there because I'm terrified. I won't let my kids go there. You. You can go to Ireland. You can go to Ireland. You'll be fine. But France. It's too funny. It's like France. France is gone. France is gone. I know, everyone I, everyone like I know who goes over other. there is like bummed out. They're like, yeah, I was in France in 1990 and it was blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Just beautiful, gorgeous. And then they go back and they're like, yikes, France is messed up. All my Jewish friends, all my Jewish friends who go to France, they're like terrified when they come home. It's like the anti-Semitism is real. The, if you're a Jew in France, you are afraid 
It is it is bad. Well, and you can just look at the numbers either. and it's like, wow, I wonder what happened. I wonder what it's almost as like they invited a bunch of anti-Semites to live amongst them. It's not working out. And I love it when these people who are in charge of their own countries crumbling before their very eyes, like Macroon. <laughs> Cookie? Like, like the Macroon cookie man, start telling right. us, "Hey, you better watch. You better watch it with your nationalist stuff." No, oh, we are watching it. We're watching your beautiful society go right down the turlet. So, pardon us if we don't do what you did. Woo! Wow. I love it. Just, I, I, I'm all for a European army. Go for it. Go for it. We will just take all of that money and reinvest it domestically, and that's just fine. Because yeah. you know what? You know what? What? The Russians don't live next door to us. <laughs> no, they don't. They don't. And if you think that Putin still wouldn't take Poland if he could, you're crazy. You're crazy. Uh, God, have you seen those commercials on TV about the, the Polish people celebrating 100 years of uh, democracy and independence? As far as I'm concerned, the Polish people are the only true badasses in Europe. It's beautiful. It's this beautiful they're, commer- they're commercial awesome. where they're like, oh, they really are. They really are. They're awesome. Make all the fun of them you want to. I like me some Polish folk. Well, that was like, that's the original uh, political correctness. It's the mm-hmm. original. Poli- Every wave of immigrants. Here's a little fun to know fact. Every wave of immigrants to the United States was the victim of they're so stupid. Okay. Right. When, when uh, the. Uh, Irish came over the mm-hmm. Irish they're so stupid and there was like the Irish are so stupid jokes and then the Italians came over and then the Italians oh the Italians are so stupid because they didn't understand the language they didn't we understand had, where they were living well, we and all had the, nicknames too and then the Polish people came over and everybody's like okay now it's their turn the Polish people are so stupid they're so stupid well then they got offended and it kind of caught on maybe we shouldn't do this anymore so when when there was another wave of immigrants after them we didn't do the they're so stupid thing anymore mm. so the Polish people got stuck with it like it's, <laughs> it's supposed the to be one. Yes. The last one. Yes. it's supposed to be like duck duck goose right <laughs> and there should have been another wave there should of have been another stupid group is yeah. what you're saying no. oh, okay no, the polish are stuck with this moniker of like the, they're the stupid people but I, i'm very sorry they're they're a wonderful people their democracy totally kicks ass uh, they're fantastic so i apologize to them for that and they're like they're tough as nails man they yes, have they people are. on two fronts they were oh god mm-hmm. <laughs> okay other things uh other things that are making me angry. Can I just, just going to stick oh, with it. I was just going to say, my yes. favorite part of the Acosta presser was when Trump actually came around the podium and looked like he was going to come down and kick his butt. It is, and this is where it comes back to, Donald Trump is a stand-up comic. This is, you, that is what you do. When you, you, when you have a heckler and you engage with them and then you go, okay, this person's just, this person's just drunk. There's nothing mm-hmm. I can say that's going to make this better. You step right. away from the microphone and then you start to get angry as the comic. You're like, where is security? Where is security? And then that's when that poor little intern came over. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And then that poor girl. And then someone on Twitter, some blue check mark is like the way that girl looks at Donald Trump. It's like a, she's in a cult and like she's looking at a cult leader. No, You're like, hey, she's like taking her down. cue like for where she's supposed to grab the microphone. <laughs> That's just they were dunking on her terrible saying she assaulted Acosta. Yeah, it's like, uh, n- no, no, y- no, you dumb blue 
check mark. She looks like an intern who has a job at the White House and realizes the president's getting mad because she hasn't taken the microphone yet. Exactly. Like put your it's and then uh, you see all the retweets. It's madness. All right. I want to talk about the fires before we jump into uh, some more uh, uh, pop culture, more more fun stuff. The, the fire thing. Uh, Trump's taken a bunch of heat uh, about his tweet about the, the forest mismanagement. And he's right. And he's right. They have wasted the money to manage the forests in California. Mm-hmm. The Department of Forestry has for for almost three years in a row now. They go, they, you got too much underbrush. You got too many dead trees packed in way too close to the living trees. The forests are getting crowded. There's just too much kindling there. You're going to have a problem. They said it in 2016. They said it in 2017. And now things are on fire and people are losing everything. And somehow Trump's the bad guy when – and it's one of the things that, that, that I love about him. He's, he's, he's cutting to the heart of the matter. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're, we're bummed out that people are getting hurt and, and, and they're losing everything. But it will just keep happening as long as uh, the, the merry band of misfits in charge of California – don't do anything about the real problem. It's not global warming. You're not spending your money uh, correctly. Oh, and you're a new governor. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I caught a little bit of his press conference. Well, you know, yeah, we've got a large homeless population, but that's not a Democrat problem. That's everyone's problem. As a society, we've allowed this to happen. No, California, as a society, you keep electing these noobs who don't do anything about it. It <laughs> is. Like, it, it's oh the God. worst. I can't wait to I can't wait to hit the dismount from this place. It'll be so much funnier when I'm not in the middle of it. Yeah, It'll I be know. so much fun. But I, I'm I'm not kidding. Uh, it's 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 such a beautiful state. It's such a beautiful <laughs> state. And to watch them just uh, Ruin it just absolutely day by day, systematically, and with each new fix, they only make it worse. And and it's 49% of people in the Bay Area want to relocate and 61% of them want to go to Texas. Well, there's the big problem. There's the big problem. Did a monologue about, did a monologue about this on the flip side in season one? It's, uh, it's, it's disheartening to be so far ahead of the curve but this is what happens in a nutshell and i'm sure you would agree with me uh people have these little wonderful pseudo socialist utopias like california uh and then it all goes yeah yeah and it all goes to hell in a handbasket and it's not business friendly and there's too much crime and there's people defecating on the streets and the homeless population is out of control and there's needles and there's crime and the Taxes on small businesses and gasoline taxes and taxes on this and taxes on your PlayStation. People go, I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here because they can't afford it. Their quality of life is garbage. So they go to places like Texas that are very business friendly. It's very old school. It's all very sensible. It's less regulations. It's less government in, uh, interference. And business is always booming. So these morons – go to places like Texas, but they, they keep voting Democrat. And so they slowly, literally, it's like locusts. I they can't just, remember. They, I can't remember who it was. They finish feeding off of one place. They get up in a swarm and Texas, you better watch out. 
I was watching whole, this whole Beto O'Rourke thing, this whole Beto O'Rourke Ted Cruz thing. That was a lot closer than I wanted to admit. That was well, best but Abbott, Abbott still won by thirteen points, though. I think that was more a Ted Cruz problem than it was a anything else because there must have been at least some people who voted for the Republican Greg a- Abbott for governor and still voted for Beto O'Rourke for senator because Ted Cruz has not done a very good job rehabbing himself since he ran for president. Yeah, Ted, Ted Cruz has – well, what I, I don't want to get into too much uh, Ted Cruz. Here's, here's some good news though yeah. on uh, post-election numbers. Uh, millennials, which is the big, the big terrifying voting block. Right. Uh, they only showed up. Only twelve percent of them showed up. Oh, good. Stay home, kids. We like that. Exactly. It's the sa- it, it's the exact same numbers as the last uh, two midterms. I guess it's twelve mm-hmm. uh, percent. So even skateboarding Beto didn't get him out. Oh, that guy. Oh, that guy with his little with his little practiced arm movements. That's the other thing. His little practice, the way he moves his arm. It's like you robot, you robot. I cannot stand you. And the F-bomb in his concession speech because he's edgy. Yeah, he's a rock star. He's a rock star. And they got him on stage and the lights low and they got the spotlight on him like he's Bono from U2 and the smoke machines going. Move that arm, Beto. Move that arm, you crazy <laughs> fake Mexican. Move it. Drop an F bomb on me. He's I'm, Irish. I'm, oh, he's just so Mexican. Beto, Beto, with his arm movement and his smoke machines. Get on that skateboard and ride. You're giving me a Democratic boner. All the people on social media screaming at white women for actually voting for the the son of Cuban immigrants was just about killing killing me. Like these people know Beto wasn't actually Hispanic, right? They they do they do not (laughs) care. White women voted for the minority, and it's problematic. Yeah, how dare you? How oh, dare you actual really, vote for a real immigrant? <laughs> really good really good news. John James up in Michigan almost won. He was late behind <laughs> by 14 points. He got within a half a point of a 23-year Dem in Michigan for senator. That's huge. I uh what about this as a campaign? What about mm-hmm. this as a campaign? I want to actively campaign uh for Democrats in California and in Michigan. Because it's going to have to get worse before it gets better. Right now, uh, the the Democrats can complain uh, about this, that, and the other thing. But like, oh, I'm like, here's what I this is just this just occurred to me. I want to vote. I want to go total Democrat in uh, in 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 California and in Michigan. Maybe just do California first because that's like the the fifth largest or sixth largest economy. Let's just do it. Let's just as Republicans, let's just stay home for the next election. And just let the dem have at it, have at it. Just do exactly what you want to do. Still Go for it. your federal elections, though. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But I want, I want it to go downhill fast. Yeah. It's taken too long. <laughs> just rip the bandaid off and just have it. Just let that little, let that little shopping cart roll down the hill into the fire and burn, burn, burn. And burn, then baby, when everybody realizes what an actual garbage dump, then they'll be begging uh, conservatives to come no, back well, in and take over. Actually, what will happen is what happened in Illinois because they were going bankrupt, right? I mean bankrupt because of their pension system. They couldn't, they couldn't pay lottery winners. I know. I know. They still can't. But So they elected a Republican. 
for one term as governor. Now they've elected some billionaire Democrat who is deciding to put in a mileage tax by the mile. So in a city where people live in the exurbs, 60 miles away from downtown Chicago and commute in every day, he's going to tax you by the mile. Oh, it, oh, and <laughs> oh my, so they're, they're going to do that. They're going to tax people by the mile and they're taxing PlayStations. They're taxing, they're taxing Xboxes now. There's a pleasure what? tax. Yes. In, in Illinois fact, or California? In, in Illinois. Oh my God. If you get what on your plate, that'll be next. That'll be next. They're calling it a pleasure tax. They're calling it a pleasure tax. So you know what uh, they're going to tax ultimately. <laughs> tell me. Say a it. Pleasure tax, Michael. Really, you couldn't get there. I was going to make you say it. <laughs> I wanted to see how far you no, would go. I was just throwing it up there so you could knock it out of the park. <laughs> uh, this is. Hey, this I is why the, I just love well, the you could get there with. I just love the play on words because she's talking about a pleasure tax and then she says you can't get there. <laughs> I can't. I can't get there. I can get very close, but the, but then the image of that. Uh, wow. Beta O'Rourke pops into my head. Oh, uh, I don't want to run out of time. There's a couple things I want to uh, I want to get to. This is great. I love it when there's too much uh, there's too much wonderfulness uh, to talk about. Uh, this is just uh, it, I just want to bring this up as a point of order because we were talking about Gab uh, recently and how they they tried to dismantle Gab because some violent dude said something on Gab and because they didn't immediately do something. Uh, they tried to eliminate them as an entity on planet Earth. Well, well, Gab survived. They found another host or another server, or whatever. So they're still around. But boy, howdy, uh, the guy who shot up that that, that uh, country bar in uh, California, he was posting on Instagram. He was posting on Facebook. I guess he was doing it at, like before and actually while he was in there. So hold your breath, America, because any second now, Instagram and Facebook. They're going to get wiped off the face of the earth, aren't they? Oh, no, they won't. They just want to go after Gab because Gab actually stands for free speech. So that's a little soapbox moment on that. And here's another statistic that should just terrify everyone. When uh, uh, they, they got the numbers back. I, I love stats like this. When when, uh, when the ricin uh, was sent to the Trump family and to congressmen mm-hmm. and, and all that happened – uh, they they've tracked how many stories the media did. So when when Ricin is sent to the GOP, there were two thousand two hundred and seventy stories, two thousand two hundred and seventy. Now, when fake bombs uh, go out in the mail to, to Democrats, the number gets a little higher, just a little three million seven hundred and sixty thousand. Wow. That is is the problem in a nutshell. That is the problem in a nutshell. And this is why uh, earlier when we were talking about Fox News and I'm saying people just want that cheerleader. They want that cheerleader. Fox News has to stay the way it is. You you have to be fair and balanced. However, those people are out there. They're incredibly frustrated, which leads me to uh, the deplorable uh, comedy tour. Last week, uh, we did uh, Houston and we did Dallas. And mm-hmm. they were insanely successful events. Insanely. Su- oh, my goodness gracious. 
people are so happy. Really, it, it it made me feel good as a human being. It's it's wonderful. Like, I love telling these jokes. I love joking about politics. I love being on stage and to have a packed house just ready. Just, oh, my gosh, when the premise, when the premise gets a round of applause. I'm like a kid in a candy shop. <laughs> so right now, uh, as as just a little update on what's going on there, we're definitely doing more cities. The big question is, uh, uh, will be the size of theaters we'll be going into and what those exact cities are. So I'm not trying to be coy. I'm trying to be uh, upfront and honest about this. We will be announcing more more dates. I had a great time. I had a great time. I hadn't worked with Steve McGrew in a very, very long time. That dude is very funny. He's very funny. The the show's very clean. You can bring the whole family, which is, well, I wouldn't bring like, uh, you can, it's, it's PG, it's PG 13. We'll say that. Okay. And, uh, and Terrence Williams. I'm sure you know this kid from, from Twitter. He, he's, he's on Twitter and he'll, he'll, he like does reaction videos, uh, and that kid is hilarious and has really good comedic instincts. And he's just he's a natural and he's only going to get more and more popular. We had an absolute blast. And uh, the deplorable choir, uh, these girls from Texas, uh, they they brought a guitar player with them. They're singing these songs. The audience is all singing along. This thing could get big. It could get it could get very big, so uh, I'll I'll keep everybody updated. Uh, but uh, the media bias is completely real, and we're trying to bring some entertainment to the masses, and, and we're having a blast, and we're having a blast while we do it. It's uh, it's fantastic. So on to more media stuff. We got to celebrate the wonderful things that happen uh, on on SNL recently. Uh, Pete Davidson uh, made some little tiny joke about uh, this Dan uh, Crenshaw guy in in Texas. He's a veteran and he lost an eye in combat. And and Pete Davidson just cavalierly said, you know, hey, he lost an eye, you know, in the war or whatever. And it was just a little too cavalier and it was awkward and blah, blah, blah. They had the guy on SNL last night. They had uh, Pete Davidson. God bless him. Uh, he had he had he had uh, Dan Crenshaw on SNL and it was an awesome segment. And in the first part, uh, Pete invites Dan to make fun of him. Last week, uh, I made a joke about a picture of you. And I feel like uh, it would only be fair if you got me back and made fun of a picture of me. Does that sound OK? I, I don't really need to do that. No, come on. I, I deserve it. All right. I'll do Please. One. All right. <laughs> and now first impressions with Lieutenant Commander Dan Crenshaw. <laughs> Thanks, Colin. This is Pete Davidson. He looks like if the meth from Breaking Bad was a person. Not bad. So there, we're even. All right. Hold on. One more. This is. All right. right. He looks like a troll doll with a tapeworm. (laughs) Yeah, man. All right. That's good. We should wrap this up. Hold on. No, this this is fun. This is fun. Cool. Pete looks like Martin Short in the Santa Claus (laughs) Three. By the way. One of these people was actually good on SNL. <laughs> it was great. It was great. And 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 this goes to show. And it's it's, all, it's actually the secret that I don't want to have. It's a secret I don't want to get out. It's like the special sauce that I want to do. Here you have uh, a congressman actually 
pretty good at cracking jokes. Everybody laughs. Mm-hmm. We can take as good as we get. That's how it's supposed to work. I know Saturday Night Live won't stick with this uh, as a recipe, but like everyone is terrified of uh, entertainment for the right. They're 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 terrified of normalizing uh, the president or anyone who stands up for conservative values uh, and is actually funny. But that was just a, a great moment. I doubt they'll they'll stick with it. Now, here comes my favorite moment as we tape this on on Veterans Day. And it'll, it'll be out tomorrow when Veterans Day is actually observed uh, because this congressman, uh, Dan Crenshaw, is a veteran. And I didn't know this. I didn't realize that uh, Pete Davidson's uh, dad, I think, was a, a either a fireman or a, or a policeman and died in 9-11, died in those attacks. Yep. So. Yeah. And wow. That, I, I had no idea. So this next part uh, of SNL, I thought was just absolutely uh, beautiful, perfect, wonderful and good. And so I, I want to play that for you guys. OK, but seriously, there's a lot of lessons to learn here, not just that the left and right can still agree on some things, but also this <coughs> Americans can forgive one another. We can remember what brings us together as a country and still see the good in each other. This is Veterans Day weekend, which means that it's a good time for every American to connect with a veteran. Maybe say thanks for your service, but I would actually encourage you to say something else. Tell a veteran, never forget. When you say never forget to a veteran, you are implying that as an American, you are in it with them, not separated by some imaginary barrier between civilians and veterans, but connected together as grateful fellow Americans who will never forget the sacrifices made by veterans past and present. And never forget those we lost on 9-11, heroes like Pete's father. So I'll just say, Pete, never forget. Never forget. The audience goes crazy. It was a beautiful moment. It was wonderful. And uh, that is how it's supposed to work. That is how it's supposed to work. I literally, when I saw that, I saw it on Twitter. I literally, I started getting teary-eyed. Well, Misty, I will say this. I think Dan Crenshaw has a better shot at becoming president than Beto O'Rourke does. He actually won his election, and he's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think the eye, eye patch is, is kind of cool here. I know, that's uh, cool, huh? We didn't, we didn't get uh, to spend a lot of time. I wanted to talk about uh, Tucker Carlson, that whole thing that went on with his house. Uh, that's just, just that's disgusting. too much. Too much. That is too much. And if... If my, I guess uh, um, Tucker's a good guy. I mean, he's a, he's a very good dude. And his wife's hiding in the pantry. Thank God the kids weren't home. That's just uh, they, they broke down his door. Practically, it's mm-hmm. it's that's really scary stuff. And, and it's nice to see uh, Stephen Colbert, I guess, took a pretty hard line uh, against that. Good. Uh, there's a, a I thought this was a very cool thing. It's not our website. It's a different website, but they did a, a very, very cool thing the other day. And and hopefully we can do something like it in the future. I, I follow this account on Twitter, uh, Geeky Sex Toys. They make these dear. hilarious. Say what? I said, oh, dear. Oh, it's fantastic. It, <laughs> it, it's 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 uh, it's it's a lot of fun. They make like really interesting and odd 
Uh, and I, I guess they work, you know, people, they have uh, people review them, but it's like, you know, R2D2 and just really odd, like Star Wars. It's it's all uh, adult sex toys. So it's, it's fun. It's funky. It's nerdy. Uh, I celebrate that. They did this thing the other night where, where they're going to start doing uh, movies uh, and I guess commenting on them. Uh, they, they, they had a link to this movie called Island of Lost Souls. That was made in like 1932. It was, uh, you know, they weren't showing it. They just had the link to a site that was showing it. And then they were going to have some like discussion of it on their website. I, I thought it was a really cool idea as an experiment. So this movie, Island of Lost Souls, is based on the the island of Dr. Moreau. And uh, it's, it's 1932. And uh, Bella Lugosi's in it. Lon Chaney's in it. Uh, I'd never even heard about this movie because like, it was so highly sexualized they were trying to like push the boundaries back in 1932 to see what they could get away with and right. i guess they pushed i guess they pushed it so far that a lot of the uh rules for cinema were changed after this movie so it was just hilarious i hadn't i hadn't like looked at an old movie uh like this in a million years but but charles lawton is in it I can't do a Charles Lawton, but he's he's an effeminate Dr. Moreau who lives on this island. It's just the acting is so like 1930s. The makeup is uh, but it kind of works in a weird way. And so you keep waiting for like, what's the titillating part? Was it? I just I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't make it through. I'm like, what's wrong with me? I want to. Is that how badly I want to see some 1932 titties? <laughs> But Charles oh, Lott, Charles Lawton is a is a joy. The movie's really the acting is just horrible. It's all that 1932 acting, and then Charles Lawton comes on and actually does something interesting and good, and just steals the show. Uh, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. I think I think we're gonna call that uh, an episode of the show. We got big stuff coming. Uh, th- there's there's always uh, more to talk about. There's a, a wonderful article that I wrote uh, on. Uh, on uh, theloftestparty.com about when ugly people were allowed to make music and bad music videos and ruining music videos and why do we even have music videos anymore. Uh, Go check that out. There's always great pieces at theloftestparty.com and you are invited to participate, you guys. This is your uh, another weekly reminder. Boy, the algorithm is real and the deck is stacked against us. If you are leaning to the right, they don't want us to succeed. They don't want us to succeed. So make sure you you go to theloftestparty.com, participate, subscribe to the YouTube channel, be our friend on Facebook. All this stuff sounds hacky, 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 but it's not. Leave a review uh, for the podcast on iTunes. We gotta beat that algorithm. Uh, We can do it. We can do it. We can do it. You guys are the best. I will talk to you soon. We'll see you next week.